friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Hey friend, so I am incredibly excited about the next five weeks of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, and here's why. It is going to be all about Facebook ads. Ah! So hopefully (laughs) you're super excited for that, and if you're going, oh, oh no, my favorite podcast is ruined for the next month. I want you to clear your head and take away all your preconceived notions of Facebook ads and maybe you're thinking they're not for me, they'll never be for me, I'm never going to spend money on advertising in my business and I'm always going to be on a crazy tight budget in my business and I just am just never, 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 never. They're not going to work for my kind of business. No, thank you. Okay, so here's the deal. I think that you're going to find when you hear from all of the fabulous ladies that I'll be interviewing over the next five weeks, when you hear from them, I think you're going to be so excited at what you can do with Facebook ads and how you can use them to grow your business. And by the way, when I say Facebook ads, I mean not just Facebook ads, but also Instagram ads. And you guys, here's what is one of the coolest things about choosing Facebook as your method for growing your business. They're always innovating. They're always adding new ways that you can advertise and build connections with your potential customers and your audience. It's amazing. Like for example, now you can do ads via Instagram stories. You can literally create a cool little story and it shows up in someone's feed as they're watching other people's stories crazy. You can do ads where it'll be something like, hey, do you have a question about my product? Click here and we'll start a conversation. And then right inside Facebook Messenger, it opens it up for them and they can start chatting with you. And you can have a real life conversation with one of your potential customers. So this is what I love about investing in Facebook and Instagram when it comes to advertising because there is never going to be a point where they decide like, we're done. That's it. Those are all the cool features that we're going to offer. That's all we're going to do. Nope. They are going to continue to innovate, add new features, add new things that I think even for those of you who, you know, think of traditional advertising and you're like, oh, gross. Like who wants that? I don't want some, you know, annoying cheesy image right in my Facebook feed interrupting my experience. I totally get that. I mean, most of us feel that way. But again, Facebook and Instagram, they are finding new ways for you to connect with your audience, for you to get in front of just the right people who are going to love what you have to offer. They're just doing amazing things. And you don't want to miss out You do not want to miss the opportunity to be part of these new changes and to be part of the group of businesses that are on the cutting edge and that are finding new ways to connect with their customers. Like you don't want to be left behind, okay? And I heard a stat recently that I found astounding. I seriously couldn't even believe this. 
only 6% of businesses on Facebook actually use Facebook ads. 6%. So you guys, if you decide, you know what? I am ready to innovate. I am ready to try something new. I am ready to grow and I'm ready to kind of get ahead of my competition, right? I need to do things that they're not doing and get creative in ways that they're not being creative you've got an incredible opportunity in front of you because there's a good chance that your competition isn't using Facebook or Instagram ads. So if you can hop on and you can get in front of all your potential customers who love what you're offering them, dude, you've got it made, okay? So all that to say, I think you're gonna love this month. I think you're gonna be so excited. And at the end of the day, you know what? If you listen to the case studies that I'm going to share of people who are just doing awesome things with Facebook ads, if you listen and you're like, "Mm, still not for me, you're still going to walk away from each episode learning valuable business lessons. Like you're going to learn things about, you know, oh, how can I, you know, create a social media post about my product that my followers or fans are really going to love and respond to? Or how can I craft an offer for a freebie that my audience will really respond to? Or, you know, how do I even think about who my ideal customers are? How do I um, how do I define those people and then how do I go find them online? So we'll be talking about all of those different things as we explore these fabulous ladies' success stories when it comes to Facebook ads, okay? And if you're listening and it's got you super excited at the potential for Facebook and Instagram ads for your business, but you would like someone to hold your hand and show you how to do it and help you not to be so overwhelmed (laughs) with the Facebook ads platform because it is a little overwhelming. Well, I want you to know that my signature course all about Facebook ads and Instagram ads to FB Brilliance, I'm opening the doors on FB Brilliance on Friday, September 8th, okay? So I haven't opened the doors on FB Brilliance since last October and ever since then, ever since I closed the doors, I think it was November 2nd of last year, We get requests all the time. When are you opening up FB Brilliance again? I really want to learn Facebook ads. Please, can you please open the doors? Can you please let me in? And I haven't been able to because I was busy growing a baby and then having a baby and caring for my baby. And I like to give my new students a lot of time and a lot of attention. We do a weekly office hours for the first couple months that my new students are in the course. And so... Yeah, so this is the first time in about a year that the doors on FB Brilliance are going to open. So you don't want to miss it because they'll only be open for a couple weeks. So mark your calendar with September 8th. And I am going to have some really fun bonuses for my first day students as well, which I'm really excited about. But if you're thinking, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm not even sure if Facebook ads are for me. That's okay. Just sit back and listen to our very first case study with Melissa Kaiserman. She sells physical products, handmade products on Etsy. And then she also teaches other Etsy sellers how to grow their shops via her website at makerspace.com. You are going to love how Melissa is using Facebook ads to make sales in her Etsy shop. 
and um, some of our other fabulous success stories that you'll hear from this month. We've got a woman who is a graphic designer, also sells products in a shop, and just recently launched a membership site and is doing amazing with her membership site. We have a course creator who used Facebook ads to get really, really affordable email signups for her webinars. We have a blogger and ebook seller who a year ago, she did not even have a website and she's launched all of this and made an incredible amount of ebook sales using Facebook ads to grow her business. So I think you're going to be amazed at all the different ways that you can use Facebook ads. They are not just for marketers who talk about marketing, okay? (laughs) And, you know, I know that I am a marketer who talks about marketing some of the time, but I also have physical planners that I sell. And one of the main ways that I sell my physical planners is via Facebook and Instagram ads. And even more recently, which I'm so excited to share this case study with you coming up next month, I have been able to sell a $15 product to cold traffic, people who've never heard of me before, using Facebook ads, okay? So Facebook ads are not just for people with super expensive online courses to sell. Facebook ads are not just for people who are doing webinars. Facebook ads are for everyone. They're for shop owners. They're for bloggers. We have students in the FB Brilliance community who are photographers and artists and fitness pros, people who have subscription box companies. I mean, the sky is the limit when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads because let's be honest, most of the world is on either Facebook or Instagram. So you can find your target customer on these two platforms. Okay. All right. But in the meantime, let's sit back and listen to how Melissa Kaiserman is using Facebook ads in her business. And I want to let you know that you're probably going to get the most out of this episode if you also go and take a look at the show notes because we'll have the actual visual of Melissa's Facebook ad that she's been running for you to take a look at there. To get to the show notes, just type in brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash 166. Okay, so that's for episode 166. Brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash 166. And take a look at Melissa's fabulous ad. And now it's time to get into the show. Okay, so today on the show, I'm super excited to have Melissa Kaiserman back. Most of you all know Melissa. She is pretty much an honorary team member here at Brilliant (laughs) Business Moms. She's amazing. She's always in the Brilliant Business Moms group, answering questions, helping people out. We love Melissa, and it's probably been way too long since we've had her back on the podcast a second time. But Melissa is an Etsy shop owner of A Time for Everything. That's her shop, and she sells cash envelope wallets that she makes an awesome budget organizing system. And then Melissa is also the founder of Makery Space, where she provides help for Etsy sellers to help them get their shops off the ground. She's got this awesome show she does called Etsy Plus One. And so Melissa is a pro when it comes to everything to do with selling on Etsy, being successful on Etsy. And yeah, I'm so excited to have you back on the show, Melissa. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. I can't believe it's been three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that seems weird that it's just flown by. So yeah. 
That Wow, that is, that is crazy. Melissa, since most of our audience already knows you, we were really just going to dig in today. And I would love to hear all about how you're using Facebook ads in your businesses. I say I enrolled in Facebook Brilliance and then I just kind of got a very slow start with Facebook ads. And then last summer, I decided, okay, I need to just start running these and not be so afraid of messing them up. I think I thought if I don't have like everything exactly right to begin with, you know, I shouldn't start it. But then I realized, of course not. You have to tweak things and see what works and all that. So my very first ad that I ran, my very first campaign, I started out just targeting interests that I thought would be good matches for my product. And I knew from experience that people who like follow organizational type blogs were really my best target market as opposed to like people who follow Dave Ramsey or people who follow frugal living blogs because those people typically are not going to spend money on a cute organizational product on a budget. But a lot of people who follow organizational blogs do want cute things and are on a budget. So I targeted some of those groups and those did okay for my, my cost per click, but they were like probably in the 20 some cent range. And then I decided I should do my email list, a lookalike of my email list because I, I've been building that email list for a while. And before I even had my shop, I had a blog where I talked a lot about living on a budget and that kind of thing. So my blog really matched up with what I've been doing in my shop. So once I decided to target a lookalike of that email list, my cost per click went down to eight cents for that ad set. So That's huge amazing. difference there. It dropped like 20 yeah. cents. Once I realized, okay, this is a lot smarter way to target this ad set than to do kind of these general interests that I was doing, you know, and so that was all part of the learning process to see what was going to work there. And then I decided to do a Christmas campaign. Then I decided I'm going to use my customers because I realized if I downloaded my orders from mm -hmm. Etsy and uploaded it to Facebook, then they could match my customers and create a look like audience from that, which would be probably even more targeted than my email list because those people had actually purchased from me. So when I did that campaign for Christmas, I think I ran it for about 10 days and my cost per click was four cents. To get Melissa, to my shop. that's insane. Yeah, I don't think I have like ever heard that for like a Facebook ads campaign to cold, this is cold traffic. Like these are yeah. so like for, for people listening who may not know what a look like is. So essentially what you do, you give Facebook data, for example, your email list, or you can upload all your customers like Melissa did. So it's all their email addresses and, you know, first and last name. And what Facebook does is they'll say, okay, got it. We'll take, you know, however many people you've got there and they're going to go out and find you about a million other people on Facebook who are very similar. They, they like scour this group of people to see what are their interests, what activities do they do, demographics, everything, and they find you people who match up with them. And so that's why lookalikes are so powerful. Four cents a yeah, click. Four, four cents a click, yes. And, you know, the bummer thing with Etsy is that you can't directly track you know, if those sales came from those ads. Mm -hmm. but I could obviously see my sales go up in my shop corresponding to when I ran those ads. Mm -hmm. And I could see 
the amount of traffic, you know, in my stats on Etsy that was coming in from there. So there was absolutely a correlation, even though I couldn't pinpoint one for one, you know, a click resulting in a sale. You know, the way I did that was sending people to a page on my blog and redirecting them to my Etsy shop is how I had set that up according to your advice. So that really worked great. I noticed, I don't know if you noticed the same thing, but I also heard feedback from other people. It seemed like sometime after the first of the year, that cost per click seemed to go up. It was, okay. It's been hard for me to get back to that low four to eight cent cost per click, even using the same you know, lookalike right. of my customers. So mm, that's been okay. a little bit interesting, but I've still been able to keep them low. I think the campaign that I'm running right now is averaging about nine cents a click. Okay. So it's not like they've gone yeah. through the roof or anything okay. like that. Then I ran one in the spring that was more like probably 12 cents okay. a click. But gotcha. still, I've been really happy with what I'm paying cost per click for doing it that way and using the lookalike of my customers that I've already had. So yeah, exactly. it absolutely knows what it's doing when it's getting, you know, targeting, targeting the people based on the data that they have. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's sometimes it's scary. If you, <laughs> if you think about it too much, like how does Facebook know all of this and find you the right people? But yeah, I choose to just like put my blinders on and be like, Oh, it's okay. I'll keep myself safe. And yet take advantage of this for my business, I guess, and find the right people who are interested in, yeah, what I sell. And, you know, same with you. Okay. So Melissa, I would love to see the ads that you have run that have driven this incredibly affordable <laughs> traffic to your Etsy shop. For this ad, I did a slideshow video and it just shows, I wanted to focus the ad on kind of my bread and butter cash envelope system wallet, the really basic one that's a zippered pouch that has the six dividers in it. And so I showed a selection of those in the slideshow. And so it's really pretty simple. So I appealed to the whole concept of are you just trying to find your right envelope in your purse and it's a mess and you have it in paper envelopes, you know, try something that's actually pretty and that's going to last you for years instead. So it's just a slideshow that goes through a few of my products and then just has my tagline at the end of it. For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, so Melissa shows her cash envelope organizers from different angles, so you get a sense for what it's really like. And then at the very end, she's got a slide that says, finding the beauty in budgeting. Such a brilliant tagline. I love that. So for those of you listening, here's the little intro that Melissa has before her video ad. Does living on a cash budget have you rummaging through your purse at the register for the right beat-up paper envelope? Find the beauty in budgeting with a handmade laminated cotton envelope system wallet that's both lovely and durable and will last for years. And then her headline is, organize your budget with a cash envelope system wallet. And then, ooh, I like this, free U.S. shipping code, Facebook. So Here's the interesting thing, though. Only one person has ever redeemed that coupon. Oh, ever. See is that interesting? Yeah. I would think, I guess because of what my product is, <laughs> I would think that somebody would really be paying attention to yeah. a free shipping coupon, but 
interesting thing is I'm getting sales from the ad and people are not even redeeming that coupon. So I want to keep it there for people, but it doesn't seem to be driving more sales because it's not really being used. And you know what's interesting too, though, Melissa, even when I've done, I haven't done this as much on Facebook, but like for a Pinterest promote a pin and I might have a coupon code in the comments or whatever, it's the same thing. Like even when it's really apparent, here's the thing, you're going to get a deal. I think people just get excited to see the product and they just head over to check it out. And then they're just like, oh yeah, I really want this. And it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay, so Melissa, I'm curious, what program did you use to stitch your little slideshow together? I just did the program right in the ads. I just used the native awesome. slideshow creator right in the Okay. Ads. I was yeah, in Power Editor. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's like how easy it is, oh, you guys. You easy. just have fabulous product photos and then upload them right to Facebook and say, "Hey, turn this into a, a nice little slideshow for me." So Melissa, but I'm curious, how much sales do you think you're able to attribute to this particular ad? Or maybe what percentage increase of sales do you think you could attribute to the ad? You know, I the only time I actually tried to figure out a percentage was that one that I ran last August. And for the time period that I ran it, I believe there was about a 63% increase okay. over the previous year's sales for that same time period. That was okay. pretty exciting because, you know, summer can tend to be slow. And that's true for a lot of handmade shops unless they have a very seasonal focus. So it was a great time to start running ads to create some more sales during a slow time. And I was really pleased with the percentage increase. Yeah. Okay. And so how long did you run the ad for? I think that one was, oh, maybe five days is okay. all that I ran that one for and when I was just trying it out. Yeah, but it gave you that, that boost and helped you out during the summer slump. Yeah, which is great. And actually, one of my other students from Moody Sister Skincare, Whitney, she said the same thing. So they have a slump in the summer and they used Facebook ads last August and had like their best month ever, mm -hmm. which is so cool to go from having your slowest month and turning that into your best month. I mean, it's yeah. Pretty and I think, you know, even for someone that's on a tight budget, I think it's a great tool if you're looking at your sales and you're going, oh, I'm not really at where I'd like to be this month. Just run Facebook ads for a few days. And I think that there's a really good chance you can get that little bit of a boost, you know, even if you're not running them constantly, if you just need that little boost in your shop to overcome maybe a slow month. Yeah, exactly. And that much on them. You know, when I look at what my return is, it is so worth it to be spending $5 a day on ads. Yeah. And that's, I think a lot of people don't realize that too, that you can literally get started with $5 a day and you can just run a campaign where you're targeting one ad set. You've got one ad, $5 a day. It is really neat. What return on investment do you think you were able to get? And the reason you guys that we're all talking like theoretical here a little bit is because again, Melissa's on Etsy. And so with Etsy, you can't install the Facebook pixel and you, so you can't directly say, yep, here's the exact sales. But I love that you're using Facebook ads because that's, I think, what a lot of people miss is they're like, oh, I can't use the pixel, so I should like not try, you know? But like you're saying, no, nope, you can still do some detective work and especially with those really affordable costs per clicks, you know, 
give it a try. What return on investment do you think you're able to get? Like a 5x return or a 2x return or? So obviously I have to do a little guessing looking at my Etsy stats as far as my sales. So for that time period I ran the ad, I, I just checked and it was actually four days that I ran that ad last summer. So I looked at what the difference in sales was compared to the previous year. So that's just kind of a guesstimate as to what the increase was from running Facebook ads. And so my return on investment was five times what I spent on ads. That's amazing. That is just using that guesstimate. So that's awesome. And some of those ads, some of the ad spend, I had spent $50 on ads. Half of that was those three ad sets that were targeting the organizing interests okay. that weren't as super effective. And then the other half of the spend was the email list lookalike. Gotcha. And you said to Melissa, you've periodically run that ad at other times throughout the year as well, right? Yes. Okay. So I've and run, I've actually kept, because that ad was so effective, I've kept that same ad and I've just changed the copy a bit. So at Christmas time, I mentioned how it would be a great Christmas gift as well. And then when I ran it again this spring, I believe I went back to my original wording on there. And then in the beginning, I was using that coupon code. I was specifying it like for a month. And then I decided, well, I want to be able to keep using that ad. So I'm just going to make it be Facebook, period. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to make that change when I want to use the ad again. Very smart. I, I love that too. Just the way that you're able to use the same fabulous ad and the same fabulous ad set that you found this really great lookalike and just run it when you want some more super affordable traffic to your shop, targeted potential customers. That's, that's why Facebook ads are pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard, it's funny, I've heard people criticize before, well, you know, why don't you spend that money on promoted listings instead of on Facebook ads? And I think in general, now there've been a lot of kind of weird search things with Etsy, but in general, my Etsy relevancy has been pretty good. And so I come up pretty high in search. So I think, why would I want to spend all my ad budget to get people who are already on Etsy to my shop? Why don't I want to find people who haven't gotten there yet and send them to my shop? You know, spend the money there instead and bring in some traffic that's not already starting on Etsy with Etsy search. So that's kind of the way that I think about it as far as where I'm spending my ad money right now. Right. Oh, I think that's an... A really great perspective. Yeah, absolutely. There are tons of ladies who would love your products, but they're not even thinking to go to Etsy and search for them. I love that. You were mentioning though last week about pattern, which is Etsy's, I don't even know what you call it. Like, I don't want to say it's a Shopify clone. It's not that, but did you get a chance to test out pattern and the use of the Facebook pixel? in pattern? Yes. So I went ahead and started my free trial because I had been wanting to try it out kind of, but in the beginning, I didn't really see a whole lot of use. I didn't really feel like if I tried it out, I would probably be able to recommend it. And so mm -hmm. I just waited, but they've added a lot of great features to it that I think could make it a viable option for someone who just, they just don't have the margin to manage inventory in more than one spot or shipping in more than one spot just makes it super easy that you have a separate domain you can send someone to where nobody's going to be distracted by anyone else's Etsy shop, especially now that if someone lands on one of your listings from a link, they see recommended listings right at the top of your listing page now. Yes! So, I, oh. Like there's extra distraction now. 
So that way, there's, it's distraction-free. It's, it's kind of your own space. Yes, it's connected to Etsy, but that's the advantage, in a way, for someone who just does not feel like they can manage more than one thing, you know. So, so you sell something, it comes out of your inventory, it's all in your listed in your orders, all your shipping is done from the same spot. So there's just that whole ease of use, but you can send someone somewhere else. You can install the Facebook pixel on it now. It's not, you can't do like the standard event code. So you just take your pixel ID number. Okay. That's, that's as far as you can go and put it in there. But I mean, it, it wasn't able to be done before. So great that it can be done now too. And then Google Analytics, you can connect as well. Yeah, that is a great advantage to pattern because now if you have a pattern shop, you can actually send people there if you wanted to try that instead of sending them to your Etsy shop through a redirect. And then you can see a little bit better what's happening as far as how it's affecting sales. Definitely. That is very exciting that the Facebook pixel can be installed in a pattern shop because with that, so now people can run retargeting ads. They can get back in front of someone who visited their, their shop, give them an ex, some extra motivation to come back and make a purchase. So speaking of Etsy, Melissa, you are like, you're the resident Etsy expert. I mean, if people have questions about Etsy, I'm just always sending them your way. I would love to hear from you because I know you're constantly up to speed with like what's new at Etsy, what's working, what's not. What are some recent changes at Etsy that you feel like Etsy sellers need to know about or some tips to help them, you know, keep on being successful there? I think the main thing right now is just to know there's a ton of testing and experimenting going on right now. There have been a lot of changes this year, you know, from about February on, from the new shop manager to the new stats, guest checkout being introduced, uh, CEO turnover. There's been a lot going on and they have been doing tons of testing. And so my best advice right now is just to be patient and hang in there. Don't panic, but don't also don't go changing a bunch of things. That's one thing I'll see is there'll be something being tested and I'll hear people go, oh, here's what's happening with Etsy's new algorithm for SEO. It's like, no, 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 no. This is not like a new algorithm. This is something that they're trying and it might not even be being tested in everybody's accounts, but you don't like use that as a basis to go making a bunch of changes that you might have to undo later. So until something is permanent, I say, keep doing what you're doing. That's working well. Take something like attributes. Attributes is the new factor that was added that affects Etsy relevancy, but the way that it's being tested right now and affecting Etsy relevancy is constantly changing because they have not done anything permanent with it. So the attributes are supposed to be searchable and eventually filterable. Well, so far, like colors have been searchable, some holidays, but not others. And then for a while, there was some, like it seemed like attributes were given more weight and then they were given less weight. As far as being filterable, there's been experimenting in like jewelry and home and living, but not other categories. So that's one of those things where like, we don't, we don't really know what kind of effect it's going to have on search right now. So I tell people, if there's a relevant attribute that fits your product, certainly choose that attribute when you're creating a listing. 
but don't like be super, super concerned right now about getting a bunch of attributes in place because sometimes they'll even change within a certain category or a type of product. Someone might go into edit a listing and realize there's new attributes there that weren't there before that can be filled out. So definitely do it if it's relevant. Don't like stretch it to where you're like, oh, maybe this could be bought as a birthday gift or maybe this could be bought as a Christmas gift. So I'm going to say it's a Christmas item because not necessarily a Christmas item. You know, it could be a necklace with a bird on it. You just want to make sure that those things are relevant. But just be patient. You know, when you join a platform that's a marketplace, you have to realize that you don't have all the control <laughs> over what's going on and you have to adapt to the changes that are made on there. And that's just part of being you know, in a marketplace instead of having your own shop. And so keep abreast of the changes for sure. One way you can do that is I do a weekly show. Well, during the summer, it's bi-weekly. But on Thursdays, I do it on my Makery Space Facebook page. And it's called the Etsy Plus One Show. And I go over what's going on currently with Etsy, any changes. And I don't just like tell what the change is. I give some application, my thoughts about it. And that is a great way if you feel a little overwhelmed by trying to keep up with the changes, just come watch my show on Thursdays at noon Pacific, and I will keep you abreast of those things. And then through their live, you can certainly ask questions in the comments, or if you can't be there live, you can ask questions later. So I love doing that because I, I love to teach and equip people so that they feel more confident in running their shops. And so providing that information is super fun for me. I have to chime in and say, Melissa, you're just an encyclopedia of <laughs> information. And like when Melissa says that she stays up to date on everything, like she stays up to date on everything. She, you are so thorough and it's fabulous. So yeah, we will definitely link to your, your Facebook page, your video section in our show notes so people can get over there and find your past shows really easily and make sure they are following you over there to, to catch your new shows as well. So Melissa, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and sharing how you're using Facebook ads and sharing what's new at Etsy with everyone listening. As we wrap up, as you know, <laughs> we'd love to ask if our mamapreneurs have either a funny or an adorable mom moment to share. Do you have something like that to share with us? Well, actually, kind of a funny one just happened <laughs> right before we got on this interview together and that is I was trying to hook up my microphone and could not find the cord for it and realized my teenagers who one of them has great YouTube ambitions, but another one needs to use the microphone for other purposes, but they had my cord from previously using my microphone. So what's interesting is that I don't necessarily have the tiny kids anymore that give me the adorable moments. I've got the teenagers that give me the funny moments that trying to get what I need to do done for business and they've got parts of my audio equipment <laughs> in parts of Oh man. Yeah. We're slowly, I don't have a teenager, but we're slowly getting into that too, where it's like those, yeah, items are misplaced and you're like, Hey, that's my thing. Like you used to be too short to where you couldn't reach my things. Right. <laughs> and now, yeah. Yeah. And it actually went through my head. I think I might need to hide this microphone and they have to like check it out from me and check back in or something. <laughs> I love that you can have not like the first time. Melissa's business library, something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Well, thank you again, Melissa. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. 
Okay, so wasn't that an awesome interview with Melissa Kaiserman? I just love that she is using Facebook ads to sell physical products in her Etsy shop. Because here's the deal. I know a lot of people write off Facebook ads if they're Etsy sellers or they have the type of store where they can't install the Facebook pixel, but not Melissa. She's not let that stop her and she's getting five times the return on her investment, which is crazy. So I hope you loved hearing from Melissa as much as I did. And if you are amped up, you're ready to go, you're ready to try your first ad, I've got a fabulous cheat sheet for you that I want you to grab before you do that, okay? So the cheat sheet is called 10 Things You Need to Know Before You Run Your First Ad. Um, You can find that at the show notes for this episode, so brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash 166. Or if you're like, you know what, just take me right to that cheat sheet, you can go to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash Facebook ads cheat sheet. And you can grab that great guide, 10 things you need to know before you run your first ad. It's going to save you a lot of time and tears and money (laughs) and help you set up your very first ad really well. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant. 